Thanks for listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. If you're in the Orlando area, we hope you're able to join us for one of our services. Please check out faithassembly.org for more information or follow us on social media at faithORL. We hope this message will be an inspiration to help you find all that God has for your life. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning, Faith Assembly. Yes, I like that. Welcome to church this morning. Welcome, by the way, the campuses that are connecting with us right now. So help me welcome Faith Assembly Redbuck Lake Campus. Yes, thank you for linking up with us. Michigan Street Campus as well. Help me welcome them. And also all of you who are watching online from a, from a space right there where you're at. We're so happy that you have connected with us. So our senior pastor, uh, Pastor Johnny, is actually taking out a few days uh, of well-deserved vacation. And so today we are uh, getting to just serve here and uh, do it together and introduce a brand new series, uh, which is called All Hands on Deck. All Hands on Deck is, is an old maritime term that, you know, describes that everyone is needed at a certain time for an important mission. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that today. And for that, we have an incredible panel that has joined us here today on stage. And we're going to talk a little bit about serving and how serving can transform our lives. And so we're going to do that together. First, I'm going to ask you guys to tell me your name and where do you serve. And you can go in whatever order you want. Hi, everyone. My name is Pastor Alex, and I serve on the uh, volunteer ministry. My name is uh, Christopher. I serve on a couple different ministries, well, actually four. Uh, one is missions. Second is uh, car care. The other is called Hedges and Highways. And the other is the fourth Sunday I serve with the Faith Cafe. That's awesome. That's cool. Thank you. Hi, my name is Jackie, and I serve on the <laughs> guest experience team and the voice pastoring team. Awesome. Thank you. Hi, my name is Israel, and I also serve on the voice pastoring team. And, and, uh, and I serve also under Pastor Alex as the volunteer ministry coordinator. That's cool. Yes. And the reason you hear uh, some cheers, I mean, these people serve faithfully, and they have developed a fan base uh, because they do this and do it so well and do it unto the Lord, all right? So we want to hear a little bit uh, from them and some of the experiences they've had. So I'm going to ask you uh, this first question. So what serving opportunity has impacted you the most? So think a little bit about that. As you serve here at Faith Assembly, what serving opportunity has impacted you the most? Whoever wants to start. Um, so I'm going to speak about two opportunities. Uh, I went to school in Miami and that's where the Lord grabbed a hold of my heart and I rededicated my life. And then I, and the Lord told me, you need to start serving, um, literally within the month of me getting involved or giving my heart to the Lord. And I started on the parking team cool. in Miami. And so shameless plug, all right, for the parking team, uh, Jesus is out there too. So yes, <laughs> my life was changed serving, and so there you go. And then the other one, after, when COVID happened, came back to Orlando, moved back to Orlando permanently, and I started serving uh, with Pastor Cody and some of the team, with the outreach team, and we did a lot of food distributions. We went every single morning to the grocery stores. We grabbed groceries, and we would distribute them throughout the, throughout the week 
for people in need during COVID when everything was shut down and locked down. Uh, we were out there just buying food and giving it away. Um, and so, I don't know, I just want to share that you do not have to be a five-year-old, a five-year Christian or a seasoned Christian to get involved in serving. Mm-hmm. I believe that serving is a part of our development and a part of our growth and our discipleship. And so if you're not serving, but you're attending and you've been a Christian, you're limping. And so I would encourage you. It was part of my process and a part of every single one of us. And so I would encourage you guys. That's good. So you're going to hear about different serving opportunities today as they talk. Like, as they talk, be, be thinking about how you can get involved as well. So parking lot, I'm just going to throw it out there. Amazing opportunity. Yes. Uh, who wants to share next? Um, mine was also when COVID hit, just the Here to Help campaign and back, like, the grocery drive through distributions. Um, being able to share hope in those moments, like it was able to literally see the church be the church like in a physical sense. Mm. Um, and so I'll share more with the next question, but being able to meet physical needs, um, just being on the phone and listening to someone speak uh, and all those things, there's so much more that went into that. So just thank you to all the pastors, everyone who gave, who served, um, and Cody, of course, who did a huge part in that. That was awesome. That's awesome. Thank you, Jackie. Praise God. Chris, talk to us a little bit. So, yeah. um, So, the most effective for me has got to be the mission field. Um, The mission field has, first of all, I I just want to say how how awesome it is to serve here at Faith, to serve under such great, great leadership the pastor, Pastor Johnny, and all, all, all the other brothers and sisters that I serve with. It's, it's such a pleasure to serve with them. They work hard, and they do, they do what they do because of uh, the love of Christ. Mm. Um, so, yeah, mission, missions has affected me and impacted my life, um, being out there. It has, it has helped me to grow in my walk with the Lord. It has helped me to grow in my character. Um, also, it helped me... In the fruits of the spirit, just just the fruits of the spirit is so critical for me because I've I grew up in an environment where it was tough, it was rough, you know, um, and so for me at my point, I'm still learning that. And through serving, it helps me to grow in mm. all the fruits of the spirit, you know, according to Galatians. So good. Uh, to 22, 23. Yeah. That's so good. Awesome. Thank you, Pastor Alex. Well, yes. Um, right, like Christopher, I. I get to serve those that serve here at Faith Assembly as volunteer pastor. And so every area has impacted my life. And I think every area is critically important. Um, So I'll just say this in in synopsis that for me, what has impacted me the most about serving is, is the setup. It's setting the table up so that people can come and be ministered to. So whether it's the the, uh, Spanish translation team getting ready pre-service or the deaf ministry getting ready for their uh, discipleship in, in American Sign Language on the third floor or, or wherever their people are serving and they're coming in early and they're setting up. And it may seem task-oriented, but it really is, the purpose of all of that is to be relational, to greet people, to encounter people. Because everything that we do to serve is to encounter one person that Jesus wants to reach. And so like we say here at Faith Assembly, we do everything that we do to help people encounter Jesus. So setting up the table and being, getting ready and making sure that the place is ready for everyone because we don't know who's coming. Mm-hmm. 
to see volunteers milling, running around, getting everything ready, I'm like, even though we're looking at the setup, it's all about the impact that it has during the service and how lives are being transformed. That's good. I love it. Yes. <clears throat> so talk to me a little bit. We'll zoom in now, maybe a particular story, something specific, briefly, uh, that you can tell, man, I remember this story, and it made serving so worth it. So share a little bit about that. Um, for me, I remember a couple months ago, I also serve um, our, our high school students in the fine arts, you know, doing fine arts, and I lead a team. And so I had these two students that came up to me after service, a regular, I mean, after practice, a regular practice, and they said, hey, can we talk to you afterwards? And they were just sharing their heart and their concern for a friend at school who was running away from the Lord, who was getting involved in things that they shouldn't. And they were, like, really concerned. And me and my wife, we lead the team together. And we're just sitting there like, I cannot believe that we get to be a part of this moment where we can shape and counsel and, and encourage them to continue to share the gospel, how to effectively minister to their friend or maybe, maybe just uh, be patient with their friend. Just literally just sharing our hearts and our counsel, our wisdom with them. We're like, I cannot believe that we get to do this. We walked away from that conversation so blessed, so honored uh, that, that they would allow us to minister to them in that way. I love it. I love it. Uh, go ahead, Jackie. Yeah, so I rather recently joined the guest experience team, and like part of what I get to do is greet members that come weekly and also help first-time guests get connected. Mm. And so I think it was like when I first started, it was just one day it hit me with just asking the simple question of like, oh, what brought you here today? And just hearing all the responses every single time. I was like, oh, a friend just brought me, or oh, I was driving by and I just decided to check it out, mm. or I was actually looking for a church and I found you guys online. Even just like, I moved here like a couple days ago. It was all these different responses, mm. but at the end of the day, like it brought them here. And so in that moment, I realized like, wow, God, like I'm just showing up and, and saying hi and asking a question and like filling out a couple informations about them. But the fact that I got to just be there and be a response to their step of faith mm. was like a huge moment for me. Oh, I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Two more. Let's zoom in. One story particular that you remember. So I, I have many of them, but the one that I remember is serving on hedges and highways. Now, hedges and highways, we prepare every uh, Friday, every, every Friday. Not, not every Friday, I'm sorry. <laughs> once a month on, on that Friday, and we go out Saturday morning. Uh, we have with us uh, packages, care packages, with, uh, with different toiletries that the homeless can have. Mm -hmm. uh, we take clothes with us, and we usually put a Bible into the bags if we get Bibles. So one this particular, you know, I'm more of an outreach guy, so um, my, my impact with, you know, my stories would be more out, out on the streets. So this gentleman, we were finishing up, the bus was parked out at uh, Lake Eola. We were finish finishing up. We usually go out two by two. Um, we were telling everyone, hey, there's sandwiches back at the bus. Uh, usually we pray for people, you know, if they wanted prayer, we pray with them. And it's, an all, it's also an opportunity to share the gospel with them mm -hmm. if, if they do not know. So 
we went back to the bus as we was going back, we was finishing up. There was a gentleman sitting there and uh, we, just, we just shared, we just looked at him. He was sitting down, he looked it down. Um, of course, most homeless will look down, but this guy was really down. And so we ministered to him, we shared the love of Christ and we began to like really talk to him. And he began to share how he was in New York. He lived in a high-rise condominium. He had everything. And he just was, I don't know what to do anymore. I'm here in Orlando, and I'm homeless now. I mean, his heart began to, to pour out, you know. And we just, we just listened to him, and we just prayed for him. I don't want to get too long. We prayed for him, and when we prayed for him, you could see the, the, that spirit breaking off of him. Yeah. So, and, and what was happening, the Lord was like, okay, do the next step, which is share the gospel. Okay, began to share the gospel with him and opened up the scripture to him. And believe it or not, this guy, he did not hear the God. All the time he lived in New York City and living his lifestyle, that was the first time he actually heard the gospel wow. gave to him. And it was very simple. We just gave him the simple love of Jesus. You, are you ready for receive Christ? And he received Christ right there. Yeah. And, and yes. there, there are so many um, that I have like that. But that one particular, when he received Christ, everything changed for him. You know, usually you go out every month and you'll see the same homeless. Uh, this happened last year. So it's been more than a year. I've never seen that guy again. And you know what? I believe God changed his heart, and you saw the joy and what he had right there. He began opening up the Bible, wow. and I was like, wow, Lord, this is worth it. For you, I'm going to keep serving you until the last breath for someone to know about you. Okay, that was amazing. Incredible story. Thank you for sharing that, Chris. Pastor Alex, close us off. Yeah, wow. So th this is just amazing. So mine is mo more how serving has impacted me. So before I was... Um, on staff, I'm, I'm trying not to be emotional about it. Before I was on staff, um, uh, there was a season in, in my family's life where I had lost my job over two and a half years, unemployed, couldn't find a job. Long story short, we were broke. We had nothing. And I was broken before God. I said, God, I need you. I need you. And, and God just kept telling me, trust me, trust me, trust me. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust you. But what do you want from me? I have nothing. I really felt like I had nothing because I couldn't provide for the family. We were struggling. Um, and then the Lord said, look, I just want you to serve me. So I said, okay. I mean, I mean, I was desperate. I said, okay, I'll start serving. And so I um, came to church here or I was attending here and, and uh, joined one of the volunteer teams. And I just started serving. And still broken, still going through a lot of things. But, but then what I realized was as I was serving, God was ministering to my life. Mm -hmm. God was speaking into my life because I was in a community of, of people that were experiencing God in such a unique way and that they were sharing it within the team. And it, was, and it became contagious. Mm -hmm. Like nobody on the team knew what I was going through. Nobody knew what I was, what I was dealing with. And then one of the guys on, on, that I was serving with asked me the question, said, hey, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm okay. Yo, praise the Lord. Everything is fine. Trusting Jesus, right? And he said, no, I, I, are you really okay? And, and at that moment, I felt like I was given permission to like, just say. And he was able to minister to me and pray over me and, and just walk, me, uh, walk with me in that season that it enabled me, had I not been serving, 
I would not have been in that community, in that relationship where someone could have ministered to me. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we always think that volunteers are serving everyone else, but you get to be ministered to as you're serving. Yes. Yes. And we do everything for that one. You know what? It's not just the one that comes to church, it's also the one that serves God wants to minister to. So man, if, if, if you ever are in the need of being ministered to, serve. Because in serving, God makes sure that you're equipped and have everything that you need to serve him and you can trust him. So good. Church, as you notice, it takes a village to be able to do the work we do at Faith Assembly. It's all of us together doing a variety of things, using a variety of gifts, and doing it together. That's what all hands on deck means. And so we want to go ahead and drive that point home and ask you to remember and think, how can I serve? How can I get involved? Today I want to ask a simple question, and uh, it's the following. When was the last time that you heard the voice of God? When was the last time you felt a prompting, a stirring, like God was, was beginning to put something in your heart? It might have been an audible voice. It might have been a thought that the Holy Spirit inserted in you. When was the last time God interrupted your regular routine to whisper, to point your attention to a need, to something, to someone? And second question is, what did you do about it? My prayer is that today, the Holy Spirit would speak loud and clear. My prayer is that the Holy Spirit would steer your heart towards service. Sarah Campbell was serving coffee. The young lady on the video, and you know, Starbucks are pretty busy. She could have just served and served and served and, and, and missed an opportunity because, honestly, when we are in a hurry, we, we just miss things. But she slowed down enough to notice a need. She slowed down enough to to get a sense for something that was in front of it, and God's voice just inserted right there and began to call her and stir her, stir her towards something. I believe God is talking every single day, by the way. If we listen, he is speaking every single day. Can I get an amen on that one? We ask God, use us. God, use my hands. Like, make me an instrument. We pray that. Yet we don't place ourselves in situations in which he can use us. We do not place ourselves in moments in which we can actually be an instrument for God. So I want to encourage you today to be praying, God, how can you use my hands? They're simple. They're humble. They're imperfect. But through these, you can do mighty things. Through these, you can touch the wounded, the broken, the hurting, the lost. I want to talk a little bit about Nehemiah and dive into his story a bit. Because there's a powerful message about serving and about allowing God to interrupt our lives so that others can be blessed. Blessed. 
I said we must allow God to interrupt our perfect little lives so that others can be blessed. The story of Nehemiah begins with him serving a drink to the king and queen of Persia. You see, Nehemiah has an amazing position in the palace. He is a cupbearer. That means he is the chief of all butlers of the palace. This puts him in a high-ranking position. This puts him in a position of intimacy with the king and queen. He could have conversations that others could not. That position also paid very well. And as he is going on with his awesome little life at the palace, he does encounter friends that, that, that just came from the people of Israel who just had come out of exile. To backtrack a little, Israel had gotten into trouble. Israel had sinned, had broken God's covenant. The consequence of that covenant was that the Lord said that they would be exiled or banished into Babylon. And so after 70 years of Babylonian captivity, the people of Israel are released and they come back to Jerusalem. But Jerusalem is in shambles. The city is destroyed. The walls are broken. They don't even have doors. They've been burnt. So Nehemiah asks his friend, how are the people of Jerusalem? Not good, said their friends. The walls are in ruin. The gates are burned. And the moment he listens to the need is the moment that changes everything. See, because it's in the moment in which we notice a need that determines whether the thing is going to change or not. He listens to the need and the actions he takes after this change, the story of Israel forever. I think we can all be a little more like Nehemiah. Can I get an amen on that? Looking at the story, I just want to share three simple ways in which serving can transform us. Three simple ways in which serving others changes me. The first one is that serving others opens my eyes. Serving others opens my eyes. The moment we have a willingness to serve others, we catch a glimpse of God's heart. Did you know God is good? Ah, I said, did you know God is good? He's a giving God. He's a loving God. His heart is compassionate. And he loves the broken, the needy, the lost. He loves his church. He loves his house. And so when we decide to serve, it's like we begin to get a glimpse. Oh, we begin to see like he does. Oh, wait a minute. I hadn't noticed it this way. The reason these people that were on the panel, their lives have changed is because they have an inside scoop to the heart of God. Because they've been in there with the trenches. They've been in there with the people. And that begins to change you. That begins to show you this is the way God sees this. Ooh, we're never the same when we see what God sees. I said we are never the same when we see what God sees. Nehemiah 4.1 says, As soon as I heard these words, that the gates are torn down and the, and the walls are broken and that whole deal. It says, As soon as I heard these words, I sat down, Nehemiah says, and wept. And mourned for days, and I continued fasting and praying before the God of heaven. 
So he slows down enough to feel something. He slows down enough to get that burden to, to, to be internalized. You understand? The mood of the story changes immediately. Nehemiah heard of the need, and now he is moved to the core. And by the way, he had a good thing going. He's comfortable in the palace, like, he's okay. He's good. He's sad. He doesn't really need to do what he's going to do. But the need moves him to the core. As it should us as well. He's low down long enough to let the need touch him. The Bible says he, the Bible says he sat down and wept. That, that's pretty dramatic. He was broken inside with what broke God's heart. So many times God is trying to show us the need. We walk around the church. We see something dilapidated, something a little bit broken, something a little bit missing. We're like, ah, oh, somebody else will take care of that. Little mess in the bathroom, like you walk by, you're like, man, I could take a towel and wipe it. Or, eh, I think there's a department that does that in the church. Like, I forget the name, but, you know, they, they kind of do that. You walk to the community, someone's asking for her, and be like, yeah, I mean, I really can't. Someone else will get them. Hey, someone else, you catch them? Because I got to go. I have things to do. I have a life to live. Nehemiah is, is sitting at the palace. Nehemiah is sitting at the palace, but from the palace, he feels the pain of the broken walls. And he determines in his heart he's not going to let somebody else do something about it, but he is going to do something about it. He's going to get personally involved. Now, I ask you, is God trying to to show you something? Is God trying to get your attention? I know several weeks ago I was uh, rushing in the atrium, uh, going to go get my morning coffee. How many of you are like, you need your morning coffee or, or God, helps, God help you and your family? All right? Some of you even have shirts and mugs. Don't talk to me before coffee. <laughs> I get it. I'm rushing to the Overflow Cafe because I need to get my cortadito. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need that in my life before service. Um, I get one for me and one for my wife, or she gets one for her and me. It doesn't matter. Like, we just, we need that. Jesus and Cortadito, like, all is well. <laughs> but the cafe was closed several weeks ago. And I'm like, oh, man, what are we going to do now? Because I have Jesus, but I still need my Cortadito. <laughs> like, I can't function without it. You laugh, but it's a real thing. <clears throat> Second week, I go, oh, man, I'm going to go get my cortadito. The cafe is closed. There's a little sign that says, you know, cafe closed, short staff, something like that. I'm like, oh, man, can't believe it. The week after I go again, I'm like, they better be open. Mm. And I go, and it was closed. It happened for three weeks in a row, and, it, and it, it bothered me, and it bothered me enough to ask. I'm like, what's going on with the cafe? Because I could, I could get upset and criticize, or I could ask what's going on. And they said, we're short-staffed. We need volunteers. We've been asking for people to help and step up and just serve coffees, but no one's stepping up. And I'm like, seriously? Now, you don't want me making coffee because I'm going to make you a really bad coffee? 
But some of you are really, really, really good with coffee making. Like you have bars in your house of coffee, I mean. Coffee bars and you do this whole day. <laughs> yeah, we need to clarify that. You have coffee bars that are incredible, all right? And you're good at it. And so if you're gifted and talented with your coffee making skills, yes, impress your friends, that's cool. But serve at the church. Like help us make cortaditos. Help us have church happen because... A fully caffeinated church can serve God better. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you were right there with me. So catch a glimpse for the need and do something about it. Serving opens our eyes. Second thing serving does is that it draws me to God. Serving draws me to God. Find something so big to do that you need God to be able to complete it. Like find a need and then say, Help me, Jesus. Help me, God. Nehemiah found some, something so big that he knew, I'm not going to be able to build this thing by myself. Like, God, I need you. You should see, read the book of Nehemiah at home. It's incredible. There's like intercessory prayers of him just even repenting for him, for his sins, for the sins of the city. He's like, God, have mercy on our people. Need you. Restore us. I know we've been in exile, but like bring it back, God, and, and use me to build this wall. Like, it's incredible. So, Nehemiah 2, verse 2 to 5, it says, I took up the wine and gave it to the king. So he's about to ask the king for help. Now I had not been sad in his presence. And the king said to me, why is your face so sad, seeing you are not sick? This is nothing but sadness of the heart. Then I was very much afraid. I'm going to pause right there. By law, you could not be sad in front of the king. If you were sat in front of the king, the king would, right? Because the king cannot have sad people. Let's not talk about that, but anyway, there was a thing, okay, back in the day. So him being sad is a risk. But his brothers and sisters broken in Jerusalem was worth that risk. He's like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to go, and I'm, I'm just going to have to have that talk. So he's there, and he says... I said to the king, let the king live forever. Why should my, my, not my face be sad? But when the city, the place of my father's graves lies in ruins and his gates have been destroyed by fire. Then the king said to me, what are you requesting? And it says, so I prayed to the God of heaven. So I love the little quick insert, inserting of prayer. Like the king said, so what do you need? And I, I could see him going, okay, Jesus Help me, this is it. God, help me, help me, help me. I'm about to ask him. So how many of you pray those flash prayers? I mean, we all do them, right? There's moments in which you need them. Your boss says, hey, we need to have a meeting. Can you be in my office at 10 a.m.? You're like, oh, Jesus, this could be really good or really bad. You know, whatever. We all say these prayers, right? We need them. Serving draws us to God. Like serving for Nehemiah allowed him to depend on God more than ever before. And so he actually ask if it pleases the king and if your servant has found favor in your sight that you may send me to Judah to the city of my father's graves that I may rebuild it. He actually says it. And then the king says, okay, even though he's not a Jew, he sends him to go ahead and build the walls of the city of Jerusalem. Nehemiah depended on the Lord. He knew he needed God to accomplish something like this. I want to encourage you, when you see a need, just, just let it draw you to God. Ask God, Lord, Feel that need. If you see a need, don't like overlook it. Quickly go to God and ask him to feel that need. 
You know what God may tell you? You feel it. I remember in high school, there was an opportunity. Margarita and I were dating, and this was in the church we grew up in, and they needed help teaching the middle school class. Nobody wanted to teach the middle school class. I don't know what's up about that. Like, middle school is awesome. Middle school ministry is. And so we said yes, and we started teaching it, and we had a lot of fun. Um, we were, you know, pretty new in the Lord, so we, did we know a lot about the Bible? No. Had we gone to Bible school? Not yet. We did later, but not in the beginning. But was our heart willing to serve? Yes. So we said, yes, what do we do? They gave me a book called More Than Conquerors, Mas Que Vencedores. It was in Spanish. And I was like, okay, I'll teach it. And we started teaching it, and we would pray a lot. Use us, God. We don't know much, but we want you to use us. And we depended on him, and guys, we would teach. We connected with the youth. The youth would learn and grow, and we would tell them about our journey. And, man, God moved incredibly in those days. Incredibly. It was beautiful. It was all happening back in a room in a corner behind the altar. There was a choir room, and we were, like, back there teaching this little MQV class. That's what it was called. It wasn't about the little class that we were teaching back there with the middle schoolers. It's about the joy of serving and knowing we were being used by God. It was about serving when no one's watching you. It's about being out there, faithful, just doing the thing that you know God has asked you to do. Because when you're faithful to God in the little, oh. When you're faithful to God in the little, If he gives you an assignment, do not mistreat it. Do not think less of it. Just say, I'm going to grab it. Take hold of it. Because nothing is small for the Lord. When there's a thing to do in church, you, you grab it with honor and you do it and you execute unto the Lord. Could you do it for the king of kings? Don't say, well, it's just they gave me this little. There's no little thing in church. There's just incredible opportunities to serve that honor God. And out there in that little class, God was growing us and God was preparing us for things that he was going to give us later. But guess where we were tested? Guess where we were proven? Behind the scenes. Amen. Behind the scenes. I want to encourage those who serve behind the scenes. Because in a church this size, there are hundreds and hundreds of volunteers that serve. And no one even knows where they're at. You can't see them. People behind the stage, people in the media booth, people in nursery rooms, just a lot of people out there and no one sees them. Well, I want to just remind you, God sees you. God loves you. God is pleased. You're doing it unto the Lord and be encouraged. That is the school of faithfulness. The behind the scenes type of serving is the school of faithfulness. Allow God to teach you faithfulness. There is joy in those unseen opportunities. It's beautiful. By the way, most church serving opportunities are unseen. Platform work is like 5% of what we do in church. 95% is out there with the people, in the lobbies, at the cafes, at the community, like out there. Are you with me? Last serving activates your purpose. Hmm, this is so important. Thomas Edison said, opportunity is missed because it is dressed in overalls and looks like work. Wow. Thomas Edison, was, that was a good one, okay? Opportunities are missed 
because like, oh, what I need you to do is this. Like, I heard someone also say this. If everyone's preaching, who does the dishes? So we, 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 we need all hands on deck. Like, we all need to step it up to be able to do this thing together. And in there, there is something so incredible, so magical. Like, God begins to stir the gift of God in you. Like, when you're serving, God's like, yes, that's awesome. And I've given you this, and I've given you that. And maybe you're like, but God, I don't know much. He's like, I don't care. The little bit you know means so much in a middle school classroom. The little bit you think means so much just out there giving someone food. Like, you don't, it's just not about how much you know or how Literally, you think you're prepared or equipped for something. It's about a willingness. Say with me, willingness. Willingness of heart to take these two hands and say, put them to service. Like, I want to use them. Like, I want to do something. Okay? So, serving begins to align us with the purpose God has for us. So many of us are praying for, so many of us are praying for purpose. Lord, show me your purpose. I prayed that for many years, by the way. Good prayer. And God is like, here's a serving opportunity. No, God, I asked you for purpose. Here's a serving opportunity. No, Lord, but I want my purpose. Like I want the, the purpose certificate branded, I don't know, a sticker or something. And God's like, I got it. It comes through serving. Like you don't know, like as you serve, I like pour my gifts on you. Like I pour my purpose on you. Like I pour my plan on you. Psalm 139 says in his book were written all the things that were to be. But for those things to be unrolled, like unscrolled over you, you need to serve. That's when things begin to be manifested in your life. Serving just, just, just aligns you to God's purpose. Like Nehemiah rolled up his leaves. He rolled up his sleeves. Like you got to be willing to roll up your sleeves. I know we wear sleeves because it's church and we want to look pretty. I get all that. But you got to roll up your sleeves and give up a little time for Jesus. Jesus gave it all and we can't give one week in a month. Makes no sense. We can rotate you. Don't, don't, don't overthink it. Don't make it bigger than it is. Simple serving opportunities that transform others and transform you. It's, it's that simple. It's that simple. When Nehemiah was with the people, there's a, there's a long passage, but there's a prayer. He's praying, and he's saying, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. Nehemiah 2, 17 and 18, at the end, he says, so they strengthened their hands for good work. What a good prayer. As he's encouraging the people, he's like, Lord, strengthen our hands. Let today be a day in which you say, God, strengthen my hands. Like, they've been a little weak lately. Like, I need my hands to be strengthened for, so I can work for you. That's a good prayer. Nehemiah became an encourager of the people. I was curious of the name Nehemiah and what it means. Because there's usually purpose wrapped up in a person's name. You know what the purpose what the meaning of the name Nehemiah is? The consoler of Israel. The comforter of Israel. That's a pretty incredible name. Because of what he did, because of how he encouraged the people to work, because how he gathered everyone together to go ahead and do this thing together, he literally became the comforter of Israel. You understand that the purpose of that name was not going to come full to pass, being just a cupbearer? 
because that service was just unto the king. God had bigger, greater things for him that could only happen when he served the people. It is said in Jewish tradition that Nehemiah is the restorer of the fire of Israel. Well, I like that title. I want that to be said about me. He went out there. He built the walls with everybody together. It took them 52 days. 52 days to complete it. He reinstituted biblical worship. Oh, you would have loved this guy, Pastor John. He reinstituted biblical law. You would have loved them, Pastor David. Like, this was good. Like, like the identity of Israel began to be formed again because of one man's service unto the Lord. So your purpose is wrapped up in serving. Begin today. Nehemiah inspired the people to work. Together they worked together to fulfill the mission. Together they worked to fulfill the mission is what I'm trying to say. You want to know how they did it? They just simply split by families. This family takes these three feet of wall. So the Gonzalez family is going to take these three feet. Then the Jimenez are going to take these three feet. The Smiths are going to take these three feet. The Jacksons are going to grab these three feet. I don't know. Each family grabbed the part that they could do on their own. Don't make it so big and so complicated. Like carry the weight that you know you can carry. Do your thing that you can help a faith assembly. The one thing, the one part of the wall that could help it be lifted up, like grown, rebuilt. Look at the church. Like look around and be like, what area can my family help in? Like what's the thing I can contribute? Let's be a little more than consumers. Let's be givers. It's not finance, yes, but also time, talent, treasure. I asked the volunteer pastor, how many volunteers does it take to have a fully staffed volunteer team in the areas you supervise? He said, minimum 800 volunteers. For a Sunday to function at Faith Assembly, again, we don't see this here, but because we're in the service area, but for the whole facility to run, ushers, greeters, I mean, all sorts of people, 800 people at minimum. I said then 1,000, not minimum, like fully, fully, said, yeah, 1,000. There has been weekends in which we have run Faith Assembly with 500 volunteers. So we need more volunteers. We're understaffed. Oh, but someone else does it, right? There's a department that does that. No, there's a need, and you know who God's going to use to fill it? You. 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 Just tell the Lord, use my hands. Tell him, use my hands. Use my hands. Use me. There's opportun- I'm going to tell you about a couple of opportunities in which you can serve. Maybe you're like, I don't know how to teach much, but I can carry a tray. So at the Faith Cafe, you could be like, here you go, sir. Your order's ready. My pleasure. You know, the whole deal, you can add a little Chick-fil-A touch to it, right? Why not? We're the church. They do it with excellence. We got to do it with more excellence, right? Carry a tray, guys. How hard is this? But there is faithfulness in this. There is honor in this, carrying a tray for others. Food service needs help. We are focusing on that one. So food service, if you're there, that's you. Some of you are like, 
Well, I more like to work with kids. So if you can play with a toy with a little kid, hey, what's up? Hey, Papa, hey. Just like, if you can do that, maybe teach an object lessons. You know, Noah, pretend this is Noah. You can teach an object lessons with a little toy. If you can play with a toy, you can be a servant at Kidsway Ministries. Lord, speak. Speak through the little toy. We have a, an incredible guest experience team. We heard some of the members talking about before, and so we give first-time gifts for those that come to Faith Assembly for the first time. So this is an example of a gift we may give. It's a tumbler. Like, oh, welcome to Faith Assembly. Can your hands carry a mug? And you can do that? How hard is that? Wait, wait, that's going to take a lot of effort. Oh, my hernia. Uh. You can smile and give somebody a tumbler for Jesus. Because we at Faith Assembly are here to help people encounter Jesus. And we do it with a tray. We do it with a mug. We do it with a toy. We also help not just what happens inside the sanctuary, which is incredible. We help the community that is in need. You know there's a lot of hungry people in our community? You know that the economy's gotten a little bit tougher? Yeah, we've got an incredible increase in requests for food. About a month ago, we had reached 100 families that we had served in our food bank here at Faith Assembly that we just opened. So you can like be like, hey, here you go. Do you want this one? No, okay, maybe you want this one. Like just if you can bag some food or some of it is actually bagged, can you hand a bag of food? How hard is that? Can your hands do that? Lord, strengthen my hands for the work. Because it's about the bag of food, but it's about being Jesus like in a tangible form to someone who's in need and who's a little bit going through right a tough season, but be Jesus and do it through food. You can do it. Please stand up with me. We're getting ready to close. This is this whole thing of hands, it's 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 literally what the ministry of Jesus was all about. Like with his hands, he 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 touched. He comforted, he lifted, he healed, he reached, he prayed. With his hands, he gave it all on the cross. So we pray, we got to pray, God, use our hands. Allow me to serve. How do servants change me? Well, it opens my eyes. It draws me closer to God, and my purpose can come through serving Bow your heads right there. We're going to say a prayer together. And we're going to pray something simple. I want you to please pray this after me. Lord, repeat after me. Lord, open my eyes to see the need. Open my ears to hear the need. And strengthen my hands for the good work. In Jesus' name. That's it. That's it. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. Thank you for joining us in pursuit of growing closer to Christ. Stay tuned for more messages released every week. God bless.